Hello, Tack Blaze Talks podcast, episode number two. Uh, this is the Awesome Companies Megalist podcast, and you'll see a bit why a bit later. Okay, so this is the very first kind of full podcast that I've done. Um, so we're going to see how all this works. Um, the podcasts are published on SoundCloud, and then eventually I'll get those onto iTunes. Uh, but SoundCloud is the main area where I'm going to collect comments and things. I will look at iTunes comments, but mainly on SoundCloud. Uh, so I'll put the link to that uh, below. Um, also, each show will have a set of show notes, uh, so you can read back uh, what it's all about. But more importantly, all the links from the show are in the show notes. So um, they'll be uh, easy for you to follow and to link and look more information um, things like that. The show notes will be on a, a Google Doc, so I'll share the link of that on SoundCloud underneath the the, the clip the the podcast itself. Okay, that's all the logistics out of the way. So on with the show. So what's been going on? Um, well, obviously, starting the podcast series, uh, it's a lot more work than you maybe think. <laughs> there's a lot of planning, there's a lot of research, there's a lot of uh, organisation, then there's the recording, then there's the post-production, then there's the formatting, the normalisation of the sound, then there's the uploading, the hosting, the linking on um, social media and the whole thing. So the whole process... At the moment, for me, it's quite heavy, but I'm sure it'll get a lot easier. Um, but at the moment, it's uh, it's quite a complicated set of steps. So what I what have I been doing in the last week? Well, mainly been working on a new hammock. Um, I've done a lot of tent stuff recently, done a lot of quilt stuff, down uh, equipment, things like that. So I decided to go back and do a bit of hammock work. Um, and I haven't really got myself a, an ultra lightweight hammock i made a couple for other people but i don't have one myself so um, i started off hammocks with a dd hammock um with a it was a double layer zips everywhere full bug net um suspended everything and that was a pretty good way of getting into hammocking because it was very low cost um it had everything you needed easy just put it up and away you go uh, but after a while, I soon realised that there's a lot of different hammocks out there and not one hammock suits every person. So you really need to find the hammock that suits you. I wasn't getting a great night's sleep in um, the DD hammock. Um, some people loved them, but for me, I had a bit of shoulder squeeze. It was quite narrow. It uh, wasn't really long enough. I didn't realise at the time, but that, that was the reason. Um and you go on YouTube and you see all these amazing videos, especially if you see Shug's channel. Shug is amazing. Look up um, Sean Emery on YouTube. Everything you need to know about hammocks is there. Um, and obviously he has a great time in a hammock and it's the best sleep he's ever had and all that kind of stuff. And I'm laying there in DD hammock thinking, no, this is all right, but it's not really that comfortable. Um, perhaps it's just me and learning. Well, it kind of was. Um and I quickly moved on to making 11 foot gathered end DIY hammocks. And by far, that is the most comfortable night I've had sleeping out in the wild, without a doubt. Um, so it's really about finding the right hammock for you. So 
now I've been through all that process, I know exactly what I like and what suits me. And then I can make an ultra light one with the best materials to, to do that. So I'll do a separate show on that, all about the DIY hammocks and how you go about it. Um, but I've got my hammock here and you can hear it's very, very soft fabric. It's very light fabric. I'm using Hexon fabric from Dutchware Gear. Um, I'm not sponsored by Dutchware Gear, but I do love their stuff. So you will hear it a lot in the podcast. Um, I've got YKK zips. Um, a little note on that, actually. The YKK zips. YKK, best zips in the world. Well, I don't know about that. It's the most uh, used zips in the world, without a doubt. They have kind of a monopoly on that, but I'm not sure they're the best. Uh, the tolerances are very tight, which makes the zips a little bit tight. Um, so I'm going to play around with some different zips and see which ones I like best. I'm not just going to go for YKK just because everybody says they're the best. Um, I like to try things out. Um, it's got Nano No and Bug Net in, fully zipped all the way around. Uh, so that's something new I was trying out. Um, so I spent a few, uh, spent a day on that, um, and uh, yeah, it's got whoopee slings and it's got soft shackles for suspension. Uh, it's got an oversized stuff sack, and we'll have a whole section on what that's all about because there's quite a big movement of people changing the way they pack stuff these days. So we'll talk about that in another show. Um, and yeah, it's all all homemade, quite reasonable cost really. Um, ending up with a, a hammock at the moment, I think it's uh, um, 722, no, 422 grams at the moment, uh, which is very light um, and it's easy packable and things like that. So that's what I've been doing this week. Um, also, uh, for the hammock, we are looking at ridgeline organisers. If you're into hammocks, you know what that is. It's just to hang all your stuff from your ridgeline, if you've got a ridgeline. Um, and I come up with a new design for that. I wanted something that didn't spin, didn't slip off the ridgeline, didn't sag, easy to get stuff in and out, and it's easy to put out your way, and you can clip it on and off. Um, so I've been through that process, and now I've come up with a design that's like a pyramid, 3D pyramid, uh, which seems to work really well. Um, so we'll we'll have a look at that another time. So that's what I've been doing for this week. I hope you've been out and about. I hope you've been uh, looking at your gear, or I'm sure at least some of you have been looking at new gear online. Um, that's part of the fun for me. It's not just going out and camping, but it's the preparing stage as well. So hopefully you've got some nice new shiny stuff to try out when you go out next. Okay, so that's what I've been doing. On to the next bit. Backpacking news. Uh, as you can see, I've kind of got jingles. Um, <laughs> these are my jingles. So they're my two sons that play ukulele and they're just learning. They've been playing it for a little while, but they are learning. So I've got them to do some bits and I've recorded it and I'm going to use them as jingles. So I haven't got to worry about copyright and all the rest of it. Um, so uh, I'm also learning ukulele at the moment. Um, but I've only had one lesson, so I'm way behind them. Um, one day I'll be out camping with the ukulele and it will just be uh, perfect. Okay, backpacking news. So this section we're going to talk about um, roughly what's going on in the industry at the moment. Anything new that's coming out. 
uh, some interesting bits and pieces. So I've just got a few things for the first show just to to highlight that you might not have seen going on. So there's a thing called a Tetra Drip. Um, it's a new product offered by Dutch on his website. Uh, you can see in the show notes, it's from Dutchware Gear. Uh, all the links are in there. Now the Tetra Drip is for the coffee lovers out there. So it's a little plastic folding gadget. Small, really light, uh, 10.6 grams. Um, folds flat and you pop it out and when it's all linked together, you put it on top of your uh, cup uh, or your pot. It, it copes with different size pots. Um, then you put your paper filter in that. It's a holder for the filter paper. And then you just put your boiling water in for filtered coffee when you're out on the go. So for 10.6 grams, I think that's pretty good. Um, there's very little that can go wrong with it. Um, it's a very reasonable price. So uh, that's something to check out if you're into your coffee and you're out in the wilds. Um, but you don't want to take your full um, barista coffee style uh, system with you. So have a look at that, the Tetra Drip from Dutch. Uh, something else that came up recently that was last week that was really uh, interesting, I thought. Now, I don't know if you know about Costco quilts. There's a, a big worldwide manufacturer called Costco. Well, it's kind of a warehouse distributor called Costco. Uh, they supply products to people at a, a kind of a trade price, a big volume stuff, things like that. And in these shops at Costco, they've got these, down, they call them down throws uh, by Black Diamond. And they're a, quite a big flat quilt or throw. Um, it's down, so it's uh, very good for insulation. It's lightweight. Um, it's got a fairly good fabric on it it's very cost effective very cheap and uh, it's got sewn through baffles and it, it's a it's a good down throw now it's not meant for the camping industry really um, but it's certainly very good for it so over the past year I would say these have been popping up in different Costco stores in America at least um, and sometimes they've got stock in sometimes they haven't people have been hunting around um, if you see them on Amazon for, I saw one today on Amazon for £130, don't buy it. That's a rip-off. Uh, they're going for about $20 when you buy them in the store. So, um, yeah, have a look out. If you can find them, buy a few because they're worth their weight in gold. There's a guy called Joe Brewer um, on YouTube and he makes some fantastic videos for ultra lightweight through hiking. Um, we'll go into that a little bit in another episode, but he does a lot of through hiking, uh, PCT, ACT in America, and uh, he does all this DIY stuff, and he's, he's really good at it. But he did a video last week called the $20 Top Quilt. Now, top quilts are normally $100 plus, or £100 plus, um, and he's done one for $20, and he's took these Costco down throws, and he's gone through a process to convert it into a, a ve very easy way to convert it into a top quilt. Um, very serviceable. Um, it's not going to give you a high-end, deep winter kind of uh, top quilt, but for a couple of seasons, it's perfect um, and saves loads of money. Now, I'm highlighting it here, not so much to go away and do that, um, because obviously you need the Costco down quilt. Um, but the process he goes through to convert a flat quilt into a top quilt is very good, very easy to follow, well explained. So you could then apply that 
YouTube video to a flat sleeping bag, like an envelope sleeping bag. There's loads of those online for very cheap price. Um, you can apply it to any insulated blanket if you want to make a blanket kind of a top quilt. Um, there's loads of uh, things you could do with that. So why don't you go and, if you haven't seen it already, go and have a look. It's in the show notes, the link's in the show notes. Um, go and have a watch and it will take you through all the steps to create it. It's quite an easy process. It's not a complicated build at all. Um, and you can start playing around with top quilts if you want to see what they're like and uh, apply that to whatever you can get your hands on. Yeah, it's a good, uh, good video to watch. Next one is another YouTube video that came out last week. And this is um, <laughs> by a guy called Tony Hobbs. Now, Tony Hobbs is famous online, I would say, especially in the UK, for ultra lightweight backpacking, because it's not so common in the UK, I would say, and to, to go out and about on the moors in Dartmoor and, and places like that. Now, in politics, <laughs> I don't want to talk too much about politics, because it's a very dangerous area, um, but they always talk about this US-UK special relationship, well, actually, very few people exactly know what this special relationship is. It's um, quite sensitive. But I would say if there is any special relationship between the US and UK, then Tony Hobbs has cracked it and he's exploiting it to the full. So <laughs> he got um, Ron, owner of MLD, to build a custom inner nest for his MLD Duomid XL. So this is, if you don't know what they are, I expect you do, but if you don't, they're a pyramid-style um, tarp tent, like a tent, without anything in it, so it's just like a tarp, if you like. Um, the MLD, MLD Duomid XL is a very nice, very large um, pyramid tarp tent. Uh, been around for a long time, well-proven, excellent design. I think um, Tony's is in Cuban fibre, so it's kind of the high end of, of those kind of products. And he wanted an inner, so there is a single inner, which is fine, um, but he wanted a, a double inner for two people. Um, so he's obviously been chatting to Ron, exploiting the US-UK special relationship, and he's got him to produce a, um, this special inner. And he's done a video of it, so you can have a look around. Um, I put the link in the show notes, and uh, it's, a, it's a real... I don't know if it's going to be a one-off. Maybe he's just done a one-off to see. Um, but now, obviously, Ron's got all the patterns for it. He's done all the design work for it. So it wouldn't surprise me if you see that showing up on his site at some point as an option to buy. Um, but it's a very nice full mesh um, inner nest for the Duomid XL. It can take two wide, long sleeping mats. Seems to have lots of space in it. For me personally... I would seriously consider buying that for myself in a duo mid, just going alone. So you've got plenty of space if you're taking a dog with you, um, or if you just like to, to, if the weather's really bad and you've got a hunker down in your um, shelter for a bit, that seems like an ideal kind of inner, if you like, for that. So yeah, I'll be looking out for that at some point, I think. So go and have a look at the show notes, click on the link, have a look at Tony's video. He's got some great videos there and uh, see what it's all about. Industry Spotlight. Um, I've really got to come up with some good 
jingles. <laughs> it's going to be a challenge, but I'll do my best. I'll try and work something out. So industry spotlight. This is going to be a section where I focus on um, a particular company or service that's available that you may or may not have heard of. And I'll just highlight it here and then you can uh, see if it interests you and uh, what it's all about. So before we get into that, I'm just going to explain how we work that. So we need a bit of a reference, a bit of um, a datum or a database to go off. So what I've done is I've created a company's mega list. So it's an awesome company's mega list. So only awesome companies can be on this list. It's my list. I decide what goes on and what doesn't. Um, it's got loads of companies on from all around the world, from Japan to Germany to to Romania, to UK, to the States, and a few others. Um, and on this list is all the great companies that I know produce great kit that I've seen, or I've seen people use or review and think it's really good. I tend to focus on the smaller companies, cottage industries, family-run companies, things like that. There is a few bigger ones on there, uh, but I, I like the smaller ones. Um, so you know if they're on this list, likelihood they're going to have some good customers, some good feedback, and um, produce some good products. Now what I've done, um, if you look at the link in the show notes, uh, there's a link there to the list. That link will remain the same forever. So whenever you click on it, you'll always have the latest updated list, because it's being updated uh, every week pretty much. I think there's about 100 and something companies on there at the moment. And all those companies are sorted. Uh, they're organized in alphabetical order. And then across the top, you have filters. So you can filter for sleep systems, for hammocks, for um, cooking systems, for DIY supply, for whatever you're interested in, clothing, whatever you're interested in, you can filter on that and then just see the companies that provide that. Um, so if you're looking for something specific, say you're looking for a top quilt, and you didn't really know all the ones out there. You've just seen a few on uh, on the forums. If you go on the list, filter through sleep systems, and then you'll see all the companies there that produce the quilts and sleeping bags, and then you can uh, find the ones that you want and have a look around. So that's a really useful resource, and I'm gonna use that for this section, the industry spotlight, and every time I do a podcast, um, we'll pick one off the list and we'll do a little talk around it. So for this podcast, I'm going to spotlight a company called Tear Gear. Now, um, Tear Gear is a company that's uh, in Australia, specifically in Tasmania, um, which seems to be a bit of a hotspot for um, quality gear manufacturers actually popping up. It's quite, quite an interesting area at the moment. Um, obviously, in Australia, very rugged environment, a very challenging terrain, so you know whatever they're producing out there is going to stand up to some good uh, good environmental kind of use. Um, it's a small family-run company. Um, it's owned by a guy called Simon Maguire, and Simon does all of the work himself, uh, along with help from other people, but he's the main guy doing designs and, and coming up with the, the new products. Um, it's primarily focused on lightweight gear, although there is some other bits and pieces there. And I would say he specializes in especially the hammocks um, and some of the hammock range is amazing. He's got a few tarps, um, but he's also starting to move into the quilts and the down products. So he's got some excellent quilts now and some fantastic hammocks to look at. Um, what I really like about the company is that um, it's constant innovation. 
So it does have stock products, so you can order a specific hammock online, but he's more about iterating those designs and improving them constantly. So the products you see maybe six months ago may not be exactly the products that you see today, which I like. So there's constant innovation, constant improvement from feedback from customers and his own experiences. He's, he's putting that into his products and you can see it clearly in, in the uh, progression of the products and how they're moving forward. It's um, very high quality work. Uh, it's all hand done, uh, it's all done locally in Tasmania, nothing shipped off or abroad. Um, and there's, you can see there's a lot of pride in the work that he does and the feedback he gets is, is fantastic from his customers. And you're starting to see a building interest across the world now um, of his customers and talking about his products. So he's starting to build a really good uh, rapport with the, with the customer base, I think. Um, a really great company. So... Um, He's also, quite interestingly, an importer for Dutchware gear from the States. So a lot of the products you see that Dutch has, you'll be able to buy them locally in Australia um, from him. So if you need specific fabrics or cords or Dyneema or that kind of stuff, he's got all of that uh, in stock. Um, so that's a really good way to buy that kind of stuff if you're down there or near there. Um, instead of getting all the, the stuff directly from the States yourself, uh, which is always really handy. One day, I really hope we have a Dutchware importer in the UK. We don't have one today, and uh, it would be really great if, if that was the case. But uh, yeah, we'll keep an eye out for that. I would say some of the down gear that he's making now is quite innovative. Um, some really good things coming out of there. So if you want a quilt or something, is is one of the, the great companies down there to go and have a look at for sure. Um, he's got a nice little message at the bottom of his website. It's kind of greyed out. It's very small. Um, but right at the bottom of the website, it says... Um, we acknowledge and pay our respects to the traditional owners, elders, past and present of the land upon which we now roam. And I think it's a really nice um, statement that recognises the kind of history of Australia, where it's come from, uh, the kind of people that lived there and, and where it is now and the, the cultures that exist now. And I think that's a good um, statement for that company, if you like, that's very in touch with um, local cultures and um, the history of, of the country but also bringing these modern twists and modern designs into his products so I think it's a, a fantastic mix and a very interesting mix of um, not only culture and product but experience and, and the latest very latest uh, designs so if you're interested to go and have a look go and check him out he's on uh, tiergear.com.au uh, the links are in the show notes and he's also got a Facebook um, site which is very interactive you can post stuff there and he'll respond very quickly um, and it's uh, obviously facebook.com slash tiergear t-i-e-r-g-e-a-r um, so yeah great little company um, I think it's going to be uh, it's got a lot of legs and it will be going on for quite a long time by the look of the uh, customers that he's getting at the moment so have a look tiergear fantastic little cottage company I can't wait to see what he's going to come up with next. MYOG, make your own gear. 
this section won't be in every podcast, but we'll put it in some podcasts. And this will be a little bit about making your own gear. Now, obviously, I can't um, express how to make something on a podcast. Um, so this isn't going to be listen to this podcast and then you go away and make it. There's a little bit more to it than that. So we go through this one and then you'll see how it works. So this one's about something called a utility bag. This is the utility bag. Um, this is a piece of gear I've used over a couple of years, different designs. And this is probably a piece of DIY gear that I've used most often in my life since I've made it. Out of everything that I've ever made, this is the one that I use the most. And the reason is it's with me every day in my backpack, in my day pack. Um, and I use it pretty much every day. So it's a very ultra light, it's only a few grams, maybe 10 grams, something like that, um, bag, utility bag that can be used for anything. It's very strong, very large, very light, um, can be used for anything for when you're camping, sticking stuff in just to carry out, uh, use it as a rubbish bag, carry rubbish out, um, collecting firewood, anything like that you can stick in there. Um, the, the good thing about it is um, it packs up incredibly small in its own stuff sack that's integrated into the bag itself so you can't lose it um, and it's so small I would say when it's really squeezed up it's just a bit bigger than a golf ball something like that I've made mine out of ripstop fabric uh, but you can make it out of absolutely any fabric you like you can make it out of cotton if you want um, no problem at all so just undo it so I can talk about it easier. So it's like a shopping bag, um, but it's got some clever corners to it to give it a bit of 3D shape and to, to hold the uh, stuff better that's in it. Um, it's got some special handles, so the handles itself are not sewn onto the bag. The handles are all part of the bag, which gives it its strength. You can lift easily... Uh, eight, 12 you can list 12 pints of milk in there no problem at all um, quite a few you know it takes a lot of weight um, the handles are all reinforced it's got an integrated stuff sack that goes in there as well and basically it's a big folded piece of fabric um, and the sides are sewn up handles are cut out it's got a micro rolled hem around the raw edges which is the only tricky bit it's a very easy build um, and then it's got a gusseted side uh, to give you the 3D shape. Now, um, if you go to the show notes, there's a video there on an overview of the bag. So you can just see what the bag's all about, see whether it's interesting for you to make or not. And then there's another link, which is a video tutorial. And this will take you through step by step exactly how to make it. Um, so you've got everything there you need. This is kind of a Sunday afternoon kind of a project. Um, if it's nice and quiet and you want something to do, this you can do this in about an hour, I would say. Uh, first one will take you a bit longer and after that it's, it's pretty quick. Um, once you've made a few, uh, everybody will want them because they're so handy. Um, so just be prepared for that. Um, and it's just just a great little bag, really easy to make. Uh, and uh, I think you'll, you'll enjoy it if you have a look. If you've got a sewing machine, you want to have a go. If you've got a first project to do, perhaps, is something you could do as a first project, just to get used to sewing and sewing machines. 
Um, but once you've made a few, uh, you'll find them invaluable, I think. Really, uh, really useful. So that's the utility bag. Go to the show notes, look at the overview, look at the video tutorial. Um, on the video tutorial, it's on YouTube, if you go to the notes or the description below the video, you'll find a link there. And that link is the template, um, kind of a template, so that you can download and print out. And from that, you can make your pattern to, to make your bag. I'll also put that link in the show notes, I think, as well. So you can see that there. Um, yeah, so there you go. Utility bag. Uh, go and have a play. Go and have a look. See if there's something you want to have a go at. Something of note. So this is a section that I think is worth highlighting. It might be something that's happened recently. It might be something going on with a company. It might be some new product or fabric or something. Um, something like that. So we're going to have this on every podcast, I think, for now. Uh, just to, to see how this works. So something to note, this podcast is called Outdoor Inc., now, some of you may have heard of it, some of you may have not. This is, I think, is quite a game changer in the industry. Um, this is a, an initiative that's been developed by Ripstop by the Roll. Ripstop by the Roll is a great company in America that specialises in fabrics and, and other things for the ultra-lightweight community and the, especially the DIY community for camping. So there you can find hammock fabrics and... Cuban fibre and tarp fabrics and waterproof fabrics and meshes and all that kind of stuff. Now what they've done over the last year or so, they've been working on an initiative to um, to change things a little bit, change the game a little bit. Traditionally, you have a load of fabrics that you want to use for your projects and whatever's there on offer, you can buy it and buy X yards of it or X metres of it and that's it. What they've done is they've been working very closely with another company to... Um, develop a way to have custom printed fabric so what that means is um, I believe they have all the equipment now or they have access to the equipment to be able to have completely custom fabric for the runs that you need small batches so if you need five meters or ten meters of a certain type of fabric with a custom print on it they can do that at a very affordable price this used to be extremely expensive and you have to buy thousands of yards to make it worth the while of the company manufacturing it. So this is now moving to the digital printing area, uh, sort of era, where you can just print custom as you need it. Um, obviously there's an investment in the infrastructure and the machines to do it, which is obviously very expensive. Um, but they've now perfected it and they've now got it to a state where you can actually buy the fabric now. So what they have right today is a whole range of fabrics where they've done the designs or they got people to do the designs and they have those on like a, a catalogue on their website so you can just call them off so I need five meters of this and they print them out and ship them to you so that's already that's quite a new thing in the industry and it's leading to some very um, special kind of hammocks and quilts and things like that that um, take advantage of the custom designs quite eye-catching um, especially they got a dragon scale one which I really like so I might be ordering some of that at some point um, now 
They're starting off with two fabrics mainly. One is a ripstop fabric, breathable ripstop, so that's kind of a hammock fabric. Uh, me lightweight to medium weight, I would say. And then the other one is a lightweight taffeta, which is used for quilting covers on quilts and things like that. Um, so you've got a good choice there. I think in the future that might expand to other fabrics like tarp fabrics and things, but at the moment those are the two you got. And they got this call-off system of pre-designed um, designs. But I think in the future, quite soon now, um, they're going to have a system where you can design your own uh, custom design upload it to their system and then say I want five yards of this fabric with my design on. Now that takes a lot of organization and setting up without a doubt because you've got formats, you've got color spaces, you've got um, producing the design itself has got to be an iterating pattern with no gaps and funny seams so that in itself is a bit of an art. So there is quite a lot to it um, but I'm sure they'll come up with a good way of doing it and once that's in place then really that that's a good position to be because everybody can have a different hammock and a different quilt uh, maybe even a different tarp with any design you like uh, i've got a few ideas i've already got a design that i've sent through to them that i'm looking to do uh, as soon as it goes live so i'm ready to go um, but yeah it's just just an interesting time i think custom printed fabric is going to be uh, excellent and they can even print, I think they can even print meshes as well, like mosquito meshing. So, yeah, incredible. Um, so that's something really of note, I think. That's going to change industry a little bit, change the way we think about designs for things, um, and really gives a lot of flexibility in the DIY gear market that you can uh, really experiment with and uh, come up with some amazing designs. I can see a time in the future where there'll be a huge free database of repeating pattern designs that you can call off and then order and yeah it's, it's going to be awesome uh, so that's definitely worth a look have a look um, if you go to ripstopbytheroll.com slash collection slash outdoor ink uh, or you can click on the link in the show notes and it will take you there um, and just have a look at the designs they've got already they've got some quite cool camo-ish designs as well they look quite good um, and just see what's going on there. I think it's uh, exciting times for the DIY makers. So long and thanks for all the fish. This is just a wrap-up session at the end, so um, I'm just going to close out the, the show now. Uh, thank you very much for listening to this show. It's the first of hopefully many. Um, we're going to try and make it so it's something portable you can take away with you. I've optimised the format so it's fairly small um, and it's mono and things like that. So it should be nice and portable on any device that you listen to podcasts on. Uh, it should be on SoundCloud, should be on iTunes at some point um, going forward. We've got the show notes uh, to look at. A lot of resources on the show notes. So it's worth having a look at those. Um, yeah, and hopefully it's something that, that you'll find interesting. Um, I'll go ahead and make maybe 10 of these episodes and then review it after 10 and see how things are going, look at comments and the feedback and see whether it's worth continuing after that. But uh, yeah, we'll go for 10 and see see how that pans out. Okay, thanks very much for listening and I'll catch you on the next episode. Bye.